Hi, welcome to the Convince Me Audio podcast. I'm your host, Koji CEO, and today's guest is my friend and one of the biggest audio channels on YouTube, Mr. Zio Spantera himself. Hello, mate. How is it going? Good morning, everyone. Hello, Koji. Long time. Actually, it's never a long time. I think I speak to you like every day. <laughs> I think we do speak on a regular basis. Actually, I think I speak to you more than I speak to my family, to be honest with you, because of the chats we're involved in. That's that's a standard in audio is you definitely speak to other audio people more than your family. <laughs> How's everything going? Ah, beautiful, sunny day, you know, uh, lockdown. Not, not that many new interesting products coming across the table, but I mean, there's always tomorrow. I'm fortunate enough to actually be right now in a position to have three very, very exciting products on the table to review. So I've been kept quite busy and finishing and editing the Sasvara review has been the biggest review on the channel because we've just started and it's been quite hard. Yeah, I mean, even I don't have Sasvara. It's just a matter of someone sending it to me because I don't think Hyphen wants to really send me their items. It's definitely worth a listen, 100%. But it takes time to actually get to grips with its what it's trying to do. Because at first listen, it's just, eh, is it good? All right, what's the next thing? Kind of thing, you know? Well, that's that's audio shows in general. Like, you go there, you sit down, you plop it on your head for maybe 90 seconds, and you can't possibly figure out what's going on. It's almost impossible, especially within that environment, you know? I mean, even the um, the Focal uh, Stellias that I have that the company sent me, I was well, like, all right, these are all right. And then it took me a solid week of just listening to different things and paying attention before I was like, oh, okay, I get what they're going for. Because they're much more immediately lovable headphones. Like the clear MGs are like, wow, immediately. Yes. And they're half the price of the Stellias. So which one would I recommend? Because I, if I recommend like Stellius to someone and they spend $3,000 and they get them and for the first four or five days, they're probably going to regret their personal decision. 100%. And it comes down to experience as well, knowing what something's doing. A lot of people tend to look for that flashy feature straight away, kind of hoping for that instant gratification. And sometimes with certain amount of audio, when you when you reach a certain level, you do need a certain technicality and expertise to realize how fine and how finely something is actually doing compared to say like the base of an LCDX instantly hitting you kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, that's, I try to like avoid the, the, the products that are just so, finite that you have to argue with yourself to understand like when i did the review of the um the hollow may yes like i tried as hard as i could i think if you have to try to love something and it doesn't just present itself as a lovable thing you're gonna you're either deluding yourself or you are just buying into hype so if i have to try that hard for a product i can't recommend it to other people i mean there are some people who are just going to get a product and be like all right this is fine it's great but the most money on it's great but it's like it's a matter of keeping keeping them happy keeping a person happy for what they spent and also preventing them from just wasting money on things that they're not going to appreciate it's it's a hard balance that's it wanting things they want to they got to appreciate i think that plays a very very big role because if something takes a long time to actually get to grips with by that time the honey honeymoon phase has ended it's it's almost over for them and they're already regretting their decision and that's why i think this as far as i'm not for everybody 
you honestly got to be at a certain point. Yeah, it's like those products that are like, you need 170 hours of burn-in. And that's usually, if you did it at a normal rate of even a, even several hours a day, that, that's more than the extended warranty period. That will put you out of the realm of returning it. So it's like, well, obviously I haven't experienced this fully, so I just have to keep using it, keep using it. And the honeymoon period is long gone at that point. So you end up just accepting whatever was given to you. I think some certain things, at least the Stelia, to make up for the, the lack of immediacy, it, it came in a, the, like, the most beautiful packaging I've ever seen. It came with all these accessories. It was, it was an event. I mean, it's like if you got a supercar delivered to you or a hypercar delivered to you and you couldn't drive it for the first two months, at least just holding it in your hand, like getting into it and sitting in it standing still would be like enough to hold you over until you could really appreciate it on a racetrack. And it can be the same with audio, but it's, it's like, it's still a point where if you live in the middle of, you know, the urban environment, maybe you shouldn't be buying that hypercar because you'll never get exactly. to experience it. Exactly. What got you into audio? Why did you decide you wanted to record your first video on YouTube? And most definitely, what was it that actually made you go, nah, I actually have to get my opinion out there because I have to do something. Um, you know, I don't, I, if you ask me right now what the very first video I recorded was, I'm pretty sure it was an audio. Um, I, I was doing a, like Mad Science Hour. It was a series I was doing on my old channel, which is still up and available. You search MSH on my uh, current unboxing channel and you'll find them. And it was just basically me uh, explaining what I was doing. I spent a lot of time at my grandparents' house years ago because there was we were, we were trying to take care of it. The house was my parent, grandparents had passed away and my father would go there and he would do projects and I had to figure out something to kill the time. So I would just you know, sit in a room without the internet, which is just imagine that. Imagine sitting in a room for six hours without the internet every day. And you think it's hell on earth, but honestly, uh, I'd never felt more creative in my life. And I started doing projects like, oh, I'm going to build a sim racing setup or I'm going to uh, build a speaker. Uh, you know, I, listening to music one wasn't even my, like even through high school, only, only when I was actually at college did I actually start freely listening to music without embarrassment i always i grew up in a small apartment and if you know headphones maybe you could get away with it but you don't want to like i was actually embarrassed listening to music at my younger age and then at some point college happened and then i was like holy crap i could just play anything i want and love anything i want oh my god so music sort of came to me at that stage of my life and when this uh, going to the house in the bronx and just having no internet and no interaction with other people just myself and a notepad and a pen and paper, I was like, okay, projects, projects, what other projects? Okay, I should record this. I should record what I'm doing to show people on the forums about whatever it was at the time. And then I got to playing video games and tricky tutorials and oh, Gary's mod and I'll, we'll build things. And I started, I think I, my first review was a flashlight and my second review was a headphone. Um, because I liked it. I just liked talking about the thing I got. I'm like, I really like, or maybe it was the Fio E10. I was like, I really like this unit. I'm gonna talk about this unit. And I uploaded all the different content. And the one that got the most looks was the audio content. People were interested in that. I was on Reddit. I, uh, I was helping people out on Reddit way back in the day when our audio file was in its infancy. And people were like, hey, I need this, this, and this. All the questions in our audio file were just, hey, I need this, and here's my budget. And it was usually dirt poor budgets. It was like, I have $80, and I need 
headphones and speakers from my desk. And I had a, a, a text document and I would just copy paste links to Dayton Audio. Like here, try this. I've used these things, try this. So, and it just got to the point where, all right, I need this too many things. I started either buying more things or getting sent things. At this point, I don't even know what size my YouTube channel was. Like, I don't remember. I don't remember the birth. So of it, it coincided with the Reddit, and it coincided with the previous projects. Everything, kind of thing, and then it, oh. yeah, everything coincided in a in a weird way that I don't think could be reproduced. Like Reddit was small enough at that point where I was a figure with only like maybe ten posts a day, like replying to people, and all of a sudden everyone knew who I was. And I had all this free time with no internet. That was an, another... I honestly, I would recommend it highly to anyone who's feeling like they don't have any creative juices. Get away from the internet for five or six hours a day. Maybe not every day, but every third day. Just sit in a room with a notepad. And disconnect. Yeah, no, because the brain the brain loves to, to, to do things. And when you have, you know, a phone and the internet and Netflix and YouTube and chats... It doesn't have to think on its own. It could just deal with the stuff it's looking at. But when you're just sitting there and you're going, huh, I wonder if this, and then you sketch it on paper. I'm a big fan of sketching on pencil and paper. I don't, I don't like, I don't 3D model unless I absolutely have to. I will just sketch it out and then go, oh, okay, what about this, racers? So when I started talking about audio, when I started getting into audio, I started pulling out some of my father's old equipment, his old speakers, old amplifiers, uh, Pioneer Spec 2. I just started hooking them up and wiring them up because I didn't know anything. I was just playing around. And it just evolved into what I, like a new passion. It was like, hey, I can do this better than everyone else for cheaper and explain how I'm doing it and get them excited about audio. So there was never any hesitation in regards to um, delivering what you had in your mind's eye to the audience out there. You always knew what you enjoyed and literally drag people along with you. Yeah, no, it was it was never like it was to get my concepts out there. I like when people follow my concepts. Obviously, I'm not trying to be famous. I hide my face. I use a, you know, not my real name. It was never about me being like a YouTuber or a star. I just wanted people to listen to what I had to say about audio, about how to do things, you know, different and better. If it's, you could do things better than someone else, that's fine. If you can do things different than someone else, that only applies when you're different and better. So it was like, all right, why is everyone spending, you know, Logitech, you know, gaming speakers? Why are you buying these? Why aren't you just buying a good set of like Dayton speakers and a little amplifier? That's better. Yeah. It's the same cost and it's a better system. So I was just, I liked yelling at people. <laughs> I just like yelling at people for doing, making the wrong decisions. And uh, I guess being very confident in that I was, I knew more and I definitely didn't at that point. It was sort of a, a condition of fake it until you. <laughs> you understand. I like I didn't. I absolutely didn't know better, but I felt like my my heart of hearts that I knew more than you these other people. You believed what you were saying. Yeah, if you believe what you're you saying. What you were saying. If you believe in what you're saying, eventually other people will, and then as long as they don't come out and say, "Hey, you're a witch. We're gonna burn you because you ruined our lives," you know, maybe you actually had something going. So now I've had experience with so many headphones, so many speakers, so many sources and problems with it that. Even if I was making it up as I went along, I've now been through so much that it's not, I'm not fake anymore. Now it's real. It's experience. Yes. It's, it's, Six, it, it seven turns years into of that. Hundreds of speakers, headphones, and IEMs, of course. Yeah. I think on my Patreon, when I go to a, put a post on Patreon, if you put a tag in, 
And if I type the letter H, the word headphone pops up and there's like 223 separate individual posts that have ever been posted on Patreon that are headphone specific. So that's how many headphones I've reviewed. That brings me nicely to one thing. Um, it's very rare for me to see people that can literally at a notice remember serial numbers, model numbers and things they have tested and the way you draw from that memory is insane. How do you do it or is it completely subconscious? Um, I don't, it's getting harder now. Like there's people who will say, hey, what about the M3? And I'm like, wait a second. There's like four things that are M3. I think that's that. I think that might relate to our that's, private chat. That's like the worst one. That's the worst one. Is is M3? Because there are like well, there's an M3 player. There's an M3. There's headphones. And um, so as long as you spe Use specify words. what it is. But as far as like recalling headphones and things from years ago, uh, it's all emotional based. It's like I may not remember what a thing sounded like. But I remember what I thought about and how I feel about that thing, because I will just ingrain that immediately. Gotcha. Um, whether it's a first impression or something I develop over weeks and weeks or years of use, it's like, oh, I know. I, if I, I have to be very broad. It's the only way I can keep track of everything is to be like, I love this, I hate this, or it's just okay. And that's why when I when people say, oh, I love everything, was I don't have a reason to hate everything, that's for sure. I mean, it's trying to bring you music and joy, and there's so many other factors that that filter in and sometimes i can remember very specific things about a headphone or a speaker or an amp or usually it's just like well, did i like that i didn't like that and that's all that matters i didn't like it and you probably should it's for forgotten else. it's basically forgotten amongst the other things it needs it needs yeah. a little sparkle to stand out basically doing doing the review series on my channel which there's a playlist for where i just look at my old reviews look at the thumbnail for it and the product name there are some products i don't remember at all like zero i have no knowledge <laughs> of them so that means they evaporated from history probably a week after I was done reviewing them. And there's other products that I look at and I go, oh my God, I love this. I still have this to this day. I use it right now. Why isn't it so, mentioned more kind of thing? Bring it yeah, back. Yes. Yeah. I may do a couple um, like retro reviews. Like, bring, like I might just re-review the Ship 9500s because I was in a Discord conversation with people on video yesterday on uh, Princess Boss's... Uh, it was a Monday stream and two people whipped out their ship 9500s to use on the stream and I'm like I haven't worn my set in two years like legitimately as headphones because there's so many other options but there are still so many people who are using that set like that famous set that I should probably reassess them and just give a full fresh take on it because if they came out now if I had no knowledge of them then and it came back out again now would it still be recommended so reminding myself of what's great is is an important thing because at this point you know there's so many new products and new products and i think the one thing that people don't understand is if something is great two or three years ago it might still be great today it's audio no, of course yeah yes. there's no guarantee it's going to be like oh it's been replaced by this uh, even if something's direct like the ship 9500s now there's the ship 9600s but they don't sound the same and they're not built the same so and they it's can still live a harmoniously together. A or B. it's 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 very similar and i don't know how I don't know if you remember when you were younger, Koji, uh, what you thought about music. Like when you were like 16 to 20, where only the newest music that was playing right now was the only music that existed. I was in that. I remember that. I remember being, oh, nope. What is that? The Beatles or, or you know, 
Johnny Cash. No, that's old music. No one wants that. Yes. But as you get older, you realize, oh, all music can be good at all the time. There is no expiration date for good things. And that works with equipment, too. There are certain things that are just... Timeless. Never good enough to, to be remembered. Yes. But then there's also things that are timeless. And that it could come down to, if I could... I, I always wonder when people... Because I want to have to put out a video... Um, I get, I listen to a headphone or an amplifier or something, and then I put out my review, and then a week later, something else shows up, and oh my god, it beat that last thing. It, it's better than the last thing. I just reviewed it a week ago. What am I going to do? I have, to, I have to tell the people that I just convinced that this was the greatest thing, that it's no longer the greatest thing, and this new thing is the greatest thing. And the only way to get around that would be to somehow magically listen to every headphone that is ever going to exist in the world at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Pick a winner. And then just tell people to buy that because that's the only way to get around it because time is a linear straight line. So that's another problem is when people start looking back at older reviews, they find me saying that, oh, this is the greatest thing ever. And then three months later, now this is the greatest thing ever. And then two months later, now this is the great because there's literally at least I will say this before I want to I don't want to keep just blabbling on and on uh, audio, at least from the time I started doing reviews to this moment has been probably the greatest advancing technology. Like cameras, they get a little better. And phones, oh, they have different... But audio and the actual, what we're doing with it, and not even formats, but just the quality of DACs, DSP corrections, the way we're designing, the the, the cost of things that have come Especially down. Especially the last two uh, years. A $200 DAC, a $200 DAC today, 10 years ago was a $10,000. I 100% agree because um, I was playing around with studio equipment back in early 2002 to 2004. And to actually get hold of anything, the cheapest IEM to buy at that time that was worth anything was around the three or four hundred pound mark. Now, for 45 pounds, 35 pounds, you can get something that beat those today. And it's the growth, the explosive growth, especially from China in the last couple of years, has just been absolutely insane. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's a real, it's, and the thing is, I still go to like audio shows. And the thing is, and this is why I have like a sort of like a negative approach to like expensive gear, is that I know that a $10,000 DAC 10 years ago is beaten by every $200 DAC. So and when it's you go to an audio again. show, and, yeah, well, the thing is, we have probably gotten real close to the limits of what humans can hear. Like, we're approaching, like, as far as, like, like resolution of TVs. Let's think about that. Like, people were watching film in the 30s, and they had better film, and then you had TV broadcast, you had 480p. You have, okay, high definition starts, 720p, 1080p, 4K. Now we're moving on to 8K. Yeah. At some point, and I think 8K is going to be that point. I believe so, too. The human eye is not going to be able <laughs> to see any more resolution. So it's time to stop yes. going in that direction. I think we're, we're doing the exact same level of increase in fidelity for audio, too. Especially audio, because at least video, you can walk closer to a TV and say, okay, this is a much smaller dot pitch or pixel resolution. So of course it looks better. But with audio, trying to convince someone that the dot pitch or the resolution is greater By a without being able to amount. walk up to it. Because you can't walk up to a speaker and hear it in a, like with a microscope. You have to just listen. Yes. And that's the same way we've always had audio since the 50s and 60s. You just listen. And we can measure things, but um, I don't want to get into measurements. That'll be another three-hour conversation. <laughs> yeah. 
topic for another time, I think, for that one. Um, so, I have one more question. Um, this is quite an important one. Rightly so, the channel, your channel is very, very successful now. It's very big and it is the biggest audio channel that specifically directly focuses on audio products. How much responsibility do you feel in regards to the selling of certain items because there is such a thing as the Zeos effect and we have seen it many many times in our private chats in the Zeos Pantera's house of patronage and especially in the um, basically audiophile little community that is it's pretty small the audiophile community is very small so how do you how much responsibility do you feel about the avalanche of movement of certain pieces of equipment that sometimes actually gets like you said gets replaced by something else three months down the line do you do you feel it's important that that amazing product gets into the hands of as many people as it can because price to performance ratio is outstanding or do you feel a little bit nervous saying but this is great i want everyone to have it and i know something better will come along in three months how do you kind of think to yourself how do i balance this uh well there is there is i always feel a bit guilty saying something is the best because i know it's going to be replaced and when i did the um like the gold planer the gl2000 video and i i unhinged myself and went absolutely berserk like i said what i absolutely believed in it yes and then to find out two months later that there's certain quality control issues some people have gotten sets and then heard my set and went, this doesn't sound anything like the set I bought. So it, it, it's a very delicate balance of, yeah, I have a very large, I have, and you can imagine how small the community is when the one of the largest channels on YouTube that has specifically to do with audio only has like 232,000 subscribers. There are people with funny cat videos that have a million subscribers. <laughs> exactly, yeah. We have very small And so that's community. like, that's real small. <laughs> funny cats is a way bigger market than audio on the internet. <laughs> Um, which is obviously known, uh, but yeah. So when I when I put out a thing, and of course I want the people who need a product to get the best they can at the moment. Uh, my concern and what I always try to balance out is not trying to convince people who already have a, a setup and are already happy to go and spend my money because that yes. was never the intention of this channel. The intention was always new get people, people happy, get new people happy as fast as possible and then let them go on to other things. Like, I don't mind people stop watching my channel. I don't, if you came here for audio and you then you got it, you, that's the biggest uh, money sink. Because this, this audio hobby, everyone's like, oh my God, you're gonna be broke, you're gonna do this. It's, it's, it's a bit of self-control and a, it's always a bit of a, of a hype ride because I don't hype every product thinking, I don't do any video thinking that it's always the same people watching it. I do whatever the next video is. For the newest Thinking people. it's the person's the n never seen a video of mine before. Yeah. They don't know who I am. They don't know what audio is that I always have to not dumb it down, but but bring the same enthusiasm. Palatable. Make it very palatable. So that someone who's new can go, huh, this side. Because I need to convince people who have no interest in audio to have an interest in audio. And if you've been on my channel for five years, you obviously do already, but you don't have to spend all your money. You can just get where you are and be happy about it. Um, I, I've certainly, you know, moving to the house, having a mortgage, having touched hundreds of headphones and amps, and 
I could probably very happily retire from audio with maybe and headphones and speed headphones only three or four thousand dollars total gear total and that would include like five or six solid headphones two or three amps and like one DAC. that's it that's all i would need for the rest of my life to be happy it, it would it would never total it'd never be like i don't need a five thousand dollar DAC to enjoy my ten thousand it's just a very small like a, a nice spread of flavors and comforts and just abilities and then that's it i'm done move on to something else so the problem is when people look at my wall and they think that's what they need to be that's happy. it the emanation. i i have my wall yeah. my wall is there because i do this for a living and i could write off most of the stuff in that wall if you don't do this for a living which koji i think you're trying to do this for a living so you can write things off just saying yeah um <laughs> everyone everyone who's into audio should make a review channel so they can write off all their audio purchases <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, you don't have to go as, like, where I am is not a place that I would be if I wasn't making a YouTube channel. Exactly. I released a Patreon, um, basically a tutorial saying, for the newcomers, you really don't need to go in, even into mid-fi territory. An ES100, a KSC75, and a KPH30i will do you fine for a year at least. It's, it's fine. It's, it does so much for you. Those three little tiny combos. And then after that, if you want to kind of actually go into it properly, you can. We have got some people um, in our communities where they've got the money, which is fine. They've got the, the basically the liquid form of cash to actually spend. But then they literally jump from zero to 1,100 and... It seems like a waste because there's no understanding, there's no enjoyment. It becomes a game of let's get that most expensive thing, and that makes me sad. It really does make me sad. Uh, Absolutely, one hundred percent. One of the one of the worst things I experience as is when I do like one to one help. When I was doing Patreon questions on Patreon, or now that I've got the um, it hasn't happened much in the patrons chat. I think people there understand to just sit around and watch for a while before they start asking questions. But the worst thing I have is when someone's like, yeah, I don't know anything about audio. I have, you know, a Razer headset, but I just got my refund and I have $1,700 to spend on a set of headphones. And I'm like, okay, stop, don't do this. Because that's, that's literally giving a teenager a Bugatti as his first car. Because you'll never be able to get, when I, I am probably the luckiest human being on earth as far as the audio line goes. Because when I started, my big breakthrough was going from Sennheiser 280 Pros, which were $80, to Brainwaves HM5s, which were $130, and then down to NVXs, which were like $120. And then I stuck around that like low tier, under $200 headphone game for a, a year. I got to play in the dirt at the bottom and find the gold in there. And I appreciated going up in up and up and fidelity going up. And then when I moved to my the apartment five years ago or six years ago, it was like, all right, I'm gonna spend a lot of money on headphones. And I bought a used $500 set of Audio-Technica ATH-2000X. And for a year after I got those, those were the best headphones I ever had. Yeah. And I got other headphones to review, but I always knew that those were the best. And then things like stacks came into my life and then LCD and Odysseys. So I worked my way up to appreciate it. 
bit, and you get to and see the diminishing just... returns at that point as well. You won't yeah. be able to when you jump from zero to a thousand. It just doesn't work because. It... And that's a, that's another thing. You're going back to the um, the Zeos effect and the guilt of of for recommending things. If I think a headphone is the best fucking headphone on earth, and excuse me for cursing, we want to bleep it's that fine. out. But if I think a headphone is like the 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 new Great Ohems, I gave a lot of shit to them about their build, but they are. On a, on a good amplifier, some of the most audiophilic, phallic thing ever. They are just warm and sweet and uh, amazing. And probably, to this moment, one of the better headphones I've ever heard. So if you go from having nothing to, oh, I have $420, I'll spend it on this headphone. There's a good chance no other headphone will appeal to you. And you're just going to think, I have to spend more money, obviously. because But the, the $420 price point on that, as much as it made sense because the build is garbage... But, like, that's going to ruin people. Yeah. It's, it's, you don't want to sleep with a 10 on your first date because you'll be looking at all these eights and nines and, just and they'll be passing them over. It's not going to, life yeah, doesn't just work. Yeah, like, well. no, obviously, this is not what I want. I, I don't you understand? I want something better. Because if the itch gets to you and you try to stay, like, if you get the itch, if you get a headphone and I, you get the, hair, the, um, the hemp's or a good pair of GL2000s or Harmonic Dine Zeus, I just have to say them because they're amazing. <laughs> you get one of those and you are absolutely happy. Stop buying headphones and stay for a while there. And look at something else. <laughs> yes. Get something else. Look at speakers. Look at a stamp collection. Work in your car. Because I guarantee you, you can only side grade from those without spending umpteen hundreds and thousands of dollars. And then the return is still going to be just a minuscule amount. I'd rather have 31 flavors of Ben and Jerry's or whatever the hell the ice cream store was than have like the two extremely premium flavors. So you may as well, if when someone comes to me with a budget of I have $2,000 to spend on audio, I don't recommend a $1,500 headphone and $500 in source gear. I recommend they get three $500 headphones and then $500 in source gear or three $300 headphones even and then get a, a, a class A amp and a tube amp and a decent DAC. Like, spread your money out so that you have variety. You always need the variety in audio. Everyone comes to me seeming to think that there is this best headphone that if they get it, they don't need any other headphones. And it doesn't work like that. It never did. The, uh, the, the only thing I could, like the most expensive headphone that I truly recommend is still the Empyrean. Just because of the engineering and the build of it, like holding that it feels so special. beautiful. It's on it the way for the review headphone. as well, by the way. It's is it better than five $500 headphones? No. <laughs> I would still take five $500 headphones over the Empyrean. Because I maybe one day I want to have a bassy headphone or a light and airy headphone or a closed back head. Like, you have no options when you get one. Exactly. And yeah, you might own the hypercar, and everyone's like, "Ooh, you own the hypercar." But you still got to go shopping someday, haven't you? You still yeah, got to go it's shopping. Yeah, when it's snowing and... out, your hypercar is not going to work. Exactly. You maybe you need a close back. You need a portable Bluetooth set. So you may as well have four or five quality things. Not spend your entire budget on one thing, and then just be be happy with that for as long as you can, because it's going to be usurped. Whatever you get, it's going to be usurped in a year. And uh, you're gonna have to start selling things. And you know what really uh, blows my mind? And I guess it's just because I'm a reviewer and I keep most of the things, is when people have to sell the headphones they currently have to get the money to buy the next set of headphones. Like that's like, wait, you're gonna completely sell everything you have unless you're reviewing it. You will like this next thing. Yeah. Yeah. No. If you could get them at the same time and you can compare, that's fine. 
but to actually sell everything you've got to try something else. It's like buying yourself a house probably... and buying a condo and then trying a condo and then buying a flat and then finding a flat and then saying, no, I want a farm. But literally just swapping it on a daily, it just doesn't work. It's not yeah. logistic. You're better correct. off not buying something new until you can afford to have both at the exact same time and then either return the new thing or then sell the old thing. It's like, don't, don't, it's not that important that you quickly sell so you could quickly buy. The, audio, the, the headphones will be there. The amps will be there. And there's no point in waiting. Like, I know there's some people like, I'm just going to wait till the good one comes out next year. There'll always be, be a, new, always be a better one. 100%. The Singer SA1 amplifier. It, if I would have gotten the GSX Mini last year to review, and I would have gone, oh my God, it's so good. And then the Singer comes out, you know, six, two months ago, three months ago. A third of the price. And able to compare against it. Yeah, I'm able to compare against it and go, wow, these sound almost identical. Because I think that's what I'm going to discover when I do my actual review. Like, that's, it's going to happen. And you're going to go, oh, did I waste $2,000? No, you didn't. Because the, 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 the GSX Mini was exactly as good as I said it was. But now, because technology and because China and because engineering and because computers can start designing these. Now, this $600 unit is as good as that one. So you really don't need it anymore. But you didn't make a bad purchase. People come to me and say, did I make a bad purchase? As long as you love the thing, you didn't make a bad purchase. Did you spend too much? Well, that's anybody who buys a new car. One year later, you can look back at the depreciation of whatever car that is and just know that you probably could have just bought a used car. But then if no one buys a new car, then there'll never be any used cars. It's a whole weird cycle. When people look for validation from like somebody who actually is either reviewing or is actually recommending they're looking for validation from that person and that person's got a job they release they're testing every other equipment um that is where the danger lies because they're actually looking for validation they're looking for that person to tell them oh well done you did this uh i'm justifying your purchase but i think this usually happens with people who are very very new and they jump to the basically to the end to the end of the game basically um, if they don't know what sound signature they like if they don't know what kind of music and what kind of headphone and what kind of environment they like within those cans how can they possibly spend thousands of dollars every month you know it, it just doesn't work so it's just it all comes back to patience and taking the whole hobby slow i i i feel what you're saying and the, the, the issue is, it's the same thing we talked about, is people are spending just too much money on this hobby too fast, and they need to just work their way into it. They just need to slow the hell down, try something, try anything. Because there's people who like don't have IMs and they want a $700 IM, try a cheaper IM. So like you said, validation. Um, I find with my videos, when I put out a video, if it gets 10,000 views in the first day, or 15,000 views in a week, uh, 25% of the people watching it are new people. They have no idea what's going on. 50% uh, of the people who are interested in audio and just want to know what's going on. But the other 25% of people who are watching that product review already have the product. So they're absolutely going there to see if they made a mistake. And I think if you have purchased a product, no matter what the cost, whether it's $12 or $2,000, if you aren't confident in your purchase, you probably shouldn't have made it in the first place. You want to know what I, I would, I, I watch, I would watch every review of like people, my car or something I bought. I watch it to see what people think, or even more uh, specifically, like I will watch uh, movie reviews 
I, I love like uh, I love really critical reviews. I like people who really dig into it. Uh, critical Drinker is great. Mauler is great. When, like when Star Wars failed. I know Koji. I know you're a, a huge like fan of some movies and uh, are as yes. upset as the rest of us at how poorly some of them have turned out. But I've gotten hours and hours of entertainment out of people tearing apart things that I essentially love. I should love the new Star Wars movies. I, they're, they're big, grandiose, Disney-produced things, but they're not good. And I need people to real who need people who are more to carry a conversation. Yeah. That's very different. To yeah. carry a conversation rather than looking for justification and validation. Yeah, they need to I like when people go into something and they tear it apart a little bit. So when I do a review and I'm honest, and everyone like I, people accuse me sometimes of not being honest and shilling for things. And it's funny because I only shill the things that are worth shilling, and I shill it because I'm not talking to my old school fans. I'm talking to the new people who will not who will not go people will not step over the line and say okay i'm gonna buy this unless you salesman them like at a used car lot and i don't want to be a used car salesman but if i can get a good product on someone's head that would not have purchased it previously that would just float it around then i will push that little extra bit i'm not trying to the people who see that like that excitement for a new product are the people who are there every week, every every day. When I'm saying week, I wish it was every week. So it's like this product, every time I start a video, it is a new day with new people that have never seen my channel before. And if they don't understand when good audio is great, they need to con like consider it. Because I'm not trying to get people who have 10 headphones ready to buy the 11th. I'm trying to get the people who have never just considered spending more than $80 on a headphone. To spend and I'm about to waste 300 on beats. Yeah. Yeah. I, don't I waste your money 100%. on this. Buy this because I'm right, which is a very fucking uh, narcissistic thing. But uh, it's worked out pretty well so it far. It gets to a point when it actually becomes a reality. When when you've tested so many things and you've listened to so many things and you've reviewed so many things, you can say this is better and I'm right. Yeah. People you know, follow there, me. There People is... who trust my opinion. Literally have, they get only that, they get my opinion. I could absolutely, you can get a headphone that I love and hate it. I understand that fully, but uh, I, I go off my track of record. Course. I go off my track record and it's like, all right, people who are watching my channel tend to have similar taste to what I have. If you've been watching my channel, if you get two or three of my recommendations and you don't like them, stop. Like I, I know um, uh, people who have watched other reviewers and they, if I listened to them and they followed them, and then they go, well, I bought two or three of the things they recommended. I didn't like any of them. I'm going to try someone else. You got to find, you don't go to a tailor just because they're highly, they're the biggest tailor. You go to the tailor that suits you, that can actually you know, deal with what you want. There are some people who just want to put weights on top of DAX, and that's what they are interested in, to hold the quarks from shaking the, the vibrations of the set. Like, I'm not that guy. If you're looking for that level <laughs> yeah. of insanity, don't come to me. There are other channels for that. Uh, I'm the biggest channel probably because I just, I don't care Appeal that much. The... No, I, it's about yeah. not caring so much that it hurts. Like I am interested in getting people yeah. to get good audio, but at, at the end of the day, when audio is done, I have other hobbies. I have other things I want to do. I like cooking. I like watching TV shows and movies. That leads me nicely to this question I was going to ask you is, do you think in this community, Audifar community, sometimes we push far too hard for very little returns? Oh, that's that's not even a question. I mean, if you it's you can you can insane, you can calculate that into dollar signs. You could literally just just go to any 
and there haven't been audio i think one of the best things to happen because of quarantine and COVID is that the audio shows haven't happened and the, the audio brands that would usually come out and try to sell you a fifty thousand dollar you know cable. Chem chemically treated <laughs> cold brewed cable that can obviously they just probably and I, i'm not like an evil person that wants to see all these businesses collapse and everyone who started them cry but if you are an evil person who started a business strictly to rip people off and you know that your product is a lie, that's messed up. And you should probably stop yeah. doing what you're doing and, and open a fruit stand somewhere. Because it's like, th yeah, there's a line. The there's definitely man. a line. And I'm I'm the probably one of the biggest salesmen of audio. Like I am, I hate advertisements. I hate watching YouTube and having an ad pop up. And I hate watching Twitch and having an ad pop up. I hate driving down the highway and watching billboards be there. But I'm a living embodiment of an ad, which is strange to me because that's what it is. You watch my video and I'm either selling you something, I'm selling you on my thoughts on it, and I'm selling you either on the product or on another product that isn't this product. And that's one of the reasons I don't have to shill because that's, that's my excuse. It's like if I get a product and I don't like it, I guarantee you I can point at three or four similar products that do a better job. So I'm still selling you something. It just may not be the thing that comes to me. So why would I waste the effort in putting a lie out there that says, oh, yeah, this yeah. headphone's great. Uh, I'm about to do a review on the Mayflower uh, Mini Arc, which uh, Mayflower Electronics sent me. And it is quite lackluster as far as for the $130. I know it's made in America. I know it's got, you know, they're a small little outfit. But if you compare it to the other products that are out there, it is not... A shining beacon. It is not a a Catastone two. It is not a, a IFI Zendak. So they have to come through with a lot of other things backing this product up for me to recommend it. I'm still going to say it. Like I listen to it and I say it's good. But here are the 17 reasons why I don't like it, and here are the other things you could buy instead of it. And I love Mayflower Electronics. They've they put out some great stuff over the years. But you know you you got to be honest because you can't tell everyone that this is the greatest thing ever. Because when they get it and it's not, then you 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 live and die by your YouTube comments and your reputation. So you gotta be honest always. Well, Zios, thank you very much for joining us here at the Convince Me Audio podcast. Please let everybody know where they can find you and your channel. All right, um, I'll give you the I'll give you the link uh, in the description for this video, Koji. I've just uh, streamer links. I'll have everything I have. My Patreon, my subscribe star, see videos early. Uh, participate in yard sales. I do like I do yard sales where I sell items that companies have sent me, or people have sent me because they're like here literally a donation, or that I bought myself. A lot of the times, audio products are like, hey Zio, so you gonna review this? And I have no contact information for the company, so I'll just buy it. I'll sell it. Um, there is a public Discord. There is a public Telegram. I do have social media that flops around, everything from Facebook to Instagram to Twitter. Mostly those are just cat pictures, though, so that's fine. If you've never heard of me, then hi. If you have heard of me, then hi. And uh, I'll probably see you on the internet somewhere now and then. Wonderful. Thanks, mate. No problem. I love being on, Koji. Thanks very much for having me. And thank you for joining us this week. The Convince Me Audio channel can be found on YouTube, and all of our social media links will be down below. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc. You may consider joining us on Patreon, where content gets released before everywhere else on a weekly basis, and you can join our private Telegram chat, The Audio Lounge, where we can carry on the conversation.
This has been your host, Koji CEO. I will see you next time. Peace.